Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Tall and Taller podcast. I am Taller, a.k.a. Hunter Poor, here with my co-host, Tall, Ben Poor. We're a father-son duo here to talk about all things Michigan sports. Before we get too far into it, let me turn it over to my co-host, Ben, for him to introduce himself a little bit more. Ben, go ahead. Hey, guys. As Hunter said, I'm the tall part of Tall and Taller. My name is Ben Poor. been a Michigan fan uh, my whole life. One of my first childhood memories is I was about three or four years old and sitting on the couch watching Michigan versus Ohio State with my dad and my uncle. And at halftime, my uncle got up and threw a brick through his uh, TV. So um, it's, it's one of my earliest childhood memories, period. But that just kind of shows how I was uh, indoctrinated into the Michigan football culture um, that is now a love-hate relationship, as most of you know. So <clears throat> as Hunter said, primarily we're going to talk about Michigan football um, with a secondary focus on uh all Michigan professional sports teams. Uh, and of course, we'll talk about our rivals, um, our, our company there in East Landfill, um, who we uh, who we despise just as much as anything other than the team that we'll, we, will, we will not speak about. Um, with that, I'll turn it back to Hunter. Well, as he said, his dad and grandpa brought him up, and he's the one that brought me up. I'm born and raised, same way. Been through a lot, as he said, love-hate relationship with them. Uh, as of right now, I'm currently in the Navy, uh, but so I haven't even been to a game in about four years and hoping to change that soon. But I can't wait to just – this is kind of something to bring us close to. As before, we were – all we did was sit there and watch football together and talk sports, and this is something we can do while I'm a 1,000 miles away still. So, But uh, as that goes – uh, we'll go ahead and turn over to our first topic of the day, which is the name, image, and likeliness, the NIO. Uh, I got a question. What do you think the pros and cons are for this, Ben? So so the pros are obviously is that the, the players earn uh, uh, have the right to um, earn money, um, which I, I don't think there's many people that argue against that. Um, the cons are unrapidly folding. Um, there's – you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity for division on the team, um, you know, where just say your superstar quarterback is going to like make a lot of money and maybe your, let's say your long snapper, your center, uh, still a scholarship player, um, you know, center could be a fairly high level recruit and um, he, he's not going to see it. And, you know, with football being a, being a game with helmets and masks, that face recognition isn't there. And, you know, your your cornerbacks, your your uh, quarterbacks and and your wide receivers and to a lesser lesser extent running backs are uh, are your money makers and, and the people, uh, the players that people recognize. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like you said, um, the money wise, where they're able to make money is that's that's great. I mean, but like you said, with that, with the whole positions wise, because, you know, like you said, wide receivers, quarterbacks, all of them. They make they're the ones that get seen the most. The offensive linemen, all them, they don't get seen that much, even though the biggest they're truthfully the biggest part of the team. And I mean, if you look at another thing, another con on my part would be you see what Michigan's doing now. Michigan's actually putting restrictions on their own university of uh on what you can do. Uh, you can see Hunter Dickinson, he's brought some words up about it. Um I've seen that in the news. Uh, so that's another thing is schools. If schools are going to do that, they aren't going to be able to compete with schools that are not um, 
that aren't putting restriction on it. And I think that's pretty big when it comes to recruiting trail and uh, and any sport. Uh, you have teams like Alabama who we won't say anything, but feel like they've probably been doing it for a while now, kind of riding that line. And that's one thing Michigan has never been able to do. And you've said this before, and it's been uh, – I kind of think that's been the dividing factor of why we can't get over that, that hump that we're at right now. Yeah, and and you know I agree. So so really, this is that's the first I'd heard of this. So I just did a quick Google search, and and um, I guess it makes sense. Um, and, and and just a quick read. Uh, it looks like they're just following uh, Michigan state law, so they're they're prohibiting student athletes from entering into agreements which could harm the rep- reputation of the school. Um, so that makes sense, right? Uh, you don't you don't yeah. want them out there. Um, you know, primarily it looks like uh, beer, alcohol, or sorry, alcohol, tobacco, um, things of that nature. Uh, uh-huh. But, you know, for sure, um, it is going to restrict some things because because the teams, um, you know, primarily in the SEC, um, they are <laughs> they are not as uh, conservative with their beliefs. Yeah, no, I mean, especially I 100 percent with that. I mean. I live down, living down in SEC country. I hear a lot of talk about Big Ten and things like that. And I feel like, as I said, I definitely feel like there's a line there that, as you said, they don't have uh, the morals that some Big Ten teams do. They just care about winning. And if they get caught, then they'll pay the fines and keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my computer just jammed up on me here, so I couldn't, I couldn't read the full policy. Um, Oh, adult entertainment is also um, thrown thrown into that, which, you know, if a guy wants to go out and make a few bucks making a porno, he can kind of kill two birds with one stone. Well, I don't see what's wrong with that. The school's the school, Yeah, I mean, I I think the school, I think the school's more trying not to get another, you know, uh, Rick Pitino incident going on right there. Yeah, absolutely. They don't want a black guy. So, so, you know, I love Michigan uh, to the core. Um, you know, my, my values different differentiate, uh, from the typical Ann Arbor values. Um, but we, uh, we, and I mean, the university has always had this smugness and, and, and this image that they're a little bit better than everybody. And I would tend to agree with that, except for our football team for the last, uh, 10 to 15 years. And hopefully this year is the year that changes that. Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing I always go back on is the whole and the whole smugness of the you know, university is, is you got the, is the people in the back that yell sit down when you're at the football games. That yeah, is the old thing. I'm kind of going. Oh, I'm going a little bit off topic here, but that is one thing that makes me mad if I go to a football game. I am in the big house. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be standing. If you don't like it, stand up. If not, then sit down and not be able to see. That's I, I know a lot of people who agree with me on that because I see a lot of hate about it. Um, and Facebook chat uh, groups and things like that as people complain about it. And, but I mean, they paid their money too. And, but so did I, I paid my money. So I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. To absolutely. So to piggyback back a little bit off that is, and you know, we're going to stray a little further off topic here, but that's okay. Um, for mm-hmm. our audience here, I'll just warn you here in advance is you're probably going to see a lot of that, especially if, if we get into something where uh, uh, Hunter and I, um, have a pretty strong different opinions. Um, you know, might get a little heated in a friendly way and we'll go off, but, 
a little more background about me is uh, I was a season ticket holder for many, many, many years. And 2000, maybe eight, I got an opportunity to work uh, some sideline security. Um, and I did that for from from Lloyd Carr's last season through Jim Harbaugh's first season. Um, and, you know, I haven't uh, gotten season tickets since then, but with with StubHub and all the other ticket apps and and my network of friends and family, um, I just haven't really felt it's a necessity. I go to a lot of games, but going back to, you know, Hunter was maybe four or five when I took him to his first game. And he was already, uh, you know, that that was fulfilled at that point, his lifelong dream to go to that game. And, uh, you know, there there was he was standing, clapping, cheering, standing on the standing on a seat. And, you know, even then I when the blue hairs got out of hand, I told him to shut yeah. the fuck up. You know, he's this is uh, it's there for everybody's enjoyment. You know, if you're being disrespectful, um, that's one thing. But if you're there being enthusiastic and cheering on your team then more power to you. Well, yeah, especially when three quarters of the rest of the stadium standing up, but it's just someone in your section that wants to complain. And that's where it gets into really into a really off topic thing that is for another day. We can always do a topic about this. Yeah, uh, we'll move on from there. Uh, if you don't get anything else to say. No, no, I don't. I think we're all clear in the NIL. I don't think there was too much to talk about that. I think we cleared. As no, much as you we know, cleared. I, I really think <clears> – <throat> that's going to play out over, over the next year. One other thing that I just read is that the players have to give the university seven days notice before anything takes advance. So I imagine that's to give them time to disprove or approve it. And they can do, they can vet the, the, uh, the potential uh, employer of the, of the player or players. I, you know, I see a lot of, uh, there was, I believe it was, Oklahoma University, there's a steakhouse down there, big chain, can't think of the name of it right now, that um, sponsored the whole offensive line. Gave them X yep, amount of money. It wasn't, wasn't a lot of money, $5,000 maybe, but they get to eat free. And, you know, they're putting them on billboards and stuff. And I think that's something very common, uh, fairly common, that will become very fairly common um, for your for your non, I guess, spotlight players. Um they'll get little, little things like that. The big boys like to eat. Right. So, yep. um, you know, if I was an offensive lineman and I'm really the size of one, I could think of nothing better than <laughs> uh, all the steak I could eat anytime I wanted to. Yeah, no, I mean, and, that, and to me, I think that's what the NIL should be used more for. In my opinion, it should be for endorsements like that. It should be endorsements. We have places like Buffalo wild wings, restaurants, uh, Obviously, you said they don't want them doing like alcohol. It doesn't say like Budweiser and stuff, but they don't want them doing that. Things like that. I mean, that that's that to me. That's the perfect example of what the NIL is actually just should be used for. And then, yeah. like obviously, obviously, like jersey sales also. That makes. Yeah, absolutely. There was uh, there was there was two guys. I, I I believe one of them was Ronnie Bell. I might I might be wrong, but they had they had signings at the M Den. You know, they were getting 25 bucks a pop and I'm sure they were getting half of that. But, they, you know, that's that's to me was the was the intention of the NIL or the people that that have really worked towards uh, getting this in action. And one other thing that just popped into my head is 
is another unintended consequence is we got this kid who was an Ohio State recruit, I believe, that's skipping his senior year of football. Yep. In high school to high school. yeah, to uh to make some money. And and I just I just don't like that. Um I, I wouldn't care if he was a University of Michigan recruit. I still wouldn't like that. I'd probably like it even less. Um, you know, I, I think that takes away of uh you know, puts them on a pedestal and takes away some of the cohesion um, of the team. And, um, you know, at Michigan, we're all about the team and all team sports. If you talk to anybody who played any kind of sports at any level, one of their favorite things is the camaraderie. Um, and, you know, you got a 17-year-old kid walking in with 3 or $4 million. I know what my attitude would have been like at, at 17, 18 years old if I'd had that before I even uh, – played it down in college football so it, it's all going to unfold and and uh, we'll see what happens uh, I think it's going to be pretty fascinating to watch but I do think that uh, the way it was done it opened a can of worms that uh, in typical fashion the NCAA wasn't ready for yep yeah and no, I'll completely agree I think there'll definitely be changes to it and as it goes along uh, players are going to hate some and players are going to like some but I think that's that's the way the cookie crumbles but uh, all right. So next one, it's a huge thing around in Arbor, as we all know. It's one of the biggest topics through ESPN, through everything. It's Harbaugh. Is Harbaugh finally going to be able to get over that hump, beat the Buckeyes, get to the Big Ten championship, and like, can can he actually get over the hump, or is it just going to be you know another ten and three, nine and four season where we you so called under prestige, or I mean that. Which, but that's how the university has been as 10 and 3, 9 and 4, as I look at it, is it's been like that for years. It's always been, but when Harbaugh gets here, it's not okay anymore. I mean, I've, I'm a, I'm a, I'm one person that has been there with him. I've been, all right, dude, you need to do something. But then you look back and see the records throughout the university's time and the football team time, and that's 10 and 3, 11 and 2. Those, those are our normal records. What do you what do you think? And you know you're right. They're very good records. Um, you know when Lloyd Carr was here, um, that was you know a nine and three, ten and two season was pretty typical, um, but it was never good enough. Yeah. And no. you know Lloyd Lloyd got shoved out, and Rich Rod come in was going to take us to twelve and thirteen win seasons, right? And and we've seen how that worked out. I got. And then, I got a comment. And then they, had, they had to save face when that goes back and and bring bring a quote unquote Michigan man in Brady Hoke, and you know he took uh, Rich's Rich's first full recruiting class really, and and had a had a pretty decent season, and then it was downhill from there. Harbaugh come in, and and um, you know we were that, that spot in Ohio State. Um, we were one one play away there from national championship berth, and um, it just seems from from that spot to the punt against Michigan State, um, which I was on the field for, by the way, um, as he just hasn't been able to catch a break, and um, I don't really think this is all necessarily his fault, but the quarterback has been a problem, the quarterback position. Um, you know, Hunter and I were talking on the phone a few weeks back, and I, I think 
there's not a lot, a lot of debate to this point. Jake Reddick's been his most successful quarterback, and that was year one, you know, when he was a transfer out of Iowa. So the pressure's definitely on him. He knows it. Everybody yeah. knows it. Um, you know, my question is, is, is that if it's not Jim Harbaugh, then who is it? Who loves Michigan more than Jim Harbaugh that has coaching credentials? Who is going to come to the University of Michigan? Because Nick Saban ain't coming. Dabo ain't coming. <clears throat> you can go on and on and on. You know, we can hope for the next great guy, right? But, you know, that's kind of what we did with Rich Rod, and, and that didn't work out. And I don't necessarily think that that um, that should uh, deter us from, from trying that again in the future. But um, nothing's guaranteed. And, and Jim runs a clean program, um, you know, by college football standards. Um, you know, they all bend and break the rules. But I do think that that's – that's part of the problem is Michigan doesn't allow any of their athletic programs to bend as much as say the SEC, um, Ohio state, um, Clemson, and you know, the teams that have consistent major, major success. I don't think it's necessarily just a coaching problem. Um, but you know, as I said earlier, Jim knows it's an issue. Um, and I think, um, the most obvious thing that said that it was, you know, he took a 50% pay cut this year um, and he can make that up in performance bonuses. But, um, and don't get me wrong, the guy's not hurting for money, uh, made a lot of money in his, in his NFL career. And, and here, here at the university of Michigan and with endorsements uh, camps, you know, all that stuff, but um, his feet are to the fire. I, you know, I, I think probably anything under nine wins this year and, and there's going to be a lot of kicking and screaming for him to go. I don't think that I really agree with that for all the reasons I just stated, um, but it's put up or shut up. And I think that, you know, throughout this summer, um, we've seen a little bit of a, of a, a different hardball. This is like the third evolution. Um, he's, he's, he's not brazen. He's not brash. Um, he's not out there stirring the pot. Um, he's kind of just, put his head down, revamped the whole staff, right, and yep. and went to work. So so time will tell, but um, I think that uh, I think that this is going to be a really solid year for us. Yeah, and to me, to me, so the pay cut thing was huge, obviously. But uh, another another two huge things that happened this season was we needed to get rid of Don Brown. I love Don Brown more than anybody loved Don Brown. Don Brown was an enthusiastic man, but a stubborn man. As we all know, didn't want to change. But getting rid of him, that was step number one in my point. Was the fact he's like, okay, he realized, hey, it's time to go, man. Like, you obviously aren't cut out to coach at this level. Time to go. Another one is, I mean, obviously bringing in Mike McDonald. That's another huge one. And just bring, but bringing in the younger coaches, like McDonald. Obviously, we already had Gaddis, but we brought in like Mike Hart. Brought back Mike Hart one who did a wonderful, phenomenal job at Indiana with their running backs when he was there. I mean, running backs, I mean, they've, we've, we have good running backs, but we haven't had great running backs. And since, I mean, we've had maybe one or two good running backs over the past 12 years who've rushed for a thousand yards. We haven't had one good running back to be proud of since Mike Hart, period. Well, I mean, Cron Hagen. I'm not going to struggle with you right now because <laughs> because it's gonna it's gonna get in it. 
you know, uh, <laughs> you, your guy was was a solid, average college football back. And, you know, there was a time that, uh, you know, we were running back. You um, never really had a lot of excess, success in the, in the NFL, but we had, uh, you know, highly decorated college running backs. And mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, that never translated to the pro, but we, we really haven't had that since, since Mike Hart. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, Mike, since Mike Hart, I say, I, I definitely agree. Mike Hart's, if not the greatest, one of the greatest to ever come to the university as a running back. Yeah, he, he's right he's up there. He's probably, like top my, five. he's probably my favorite, and I've been watching uh, Michigan football since, you know, consistently oh, since was. late 70s, early 80s. I mean, you've uh, seen Bianca Batuka. You've seen yeah, all that. Yeah, Batuka. So. Anthony Thomas is right up there. Yeah. Um, Tyrone Wheatley. Um, the first back uh, th- that I really vividly remember um, is Butch Wolfolk. He's he's great. Um, you know, so, so there's been a lot, there's been a lot of great ones, um, quite a few good ones and, and, you know, not to bash any of these guys. And again, I don't, you know, we've had O-line problems. We've had consistently pro- consistency problems. Um, you know, there's, there's players that had three coaches during their time here. Um, so, so it's not all on them. You know, I, I forget the, I forget the kid from Texas, Sam, uh, Sam McDuffie. Sam McDuffie. Um, he was going to be, see, you know, he was going to be the next great big thing. And he went down to, I think it was TCU after he left here. I don't and, think he played a down at Michigan, did he? Uh, yeah, he played a little bit. He had a couple games. Uh, I don't know if he played in any Big Ten games. I can't really remember. But, um, you know, he went down there. And, of course, the level of competition is a little bit lower. But he had a solid career down there. Um, so, that, that to me is is michigan's problem in a nutshell you know we're 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 getting high level recruits we're not getting as many a plus recruits as as the big schools but we're getting enough um we're getting enough to be better than we have been over the last decade plus and you know harbaugh's gotta gotta figure out how to put that together and you know i really i really think in in most cases um, you know, he would deserve a year for the benefit of the doubt because of, you know, a pretty complete uh, coaching change. But um, I don't I don't think he gets that. No, I don't think he does either. And like, that's something I'm on the edge with is if, OK, yeah, he did it. But if you actually wanted that extra time to do it, he probably should have did it earlier. Um, but one thing going back real quick, just because you did bring up Rich Rod earlier. I don't know if you've seen um, Devin Gardner. He was on the word uh, word on Woodard and. I don't remember what channel it is, but it's with Joyt Bell, and I can't remember the the host name. But he was talking about when Richard came in, how everyone knows. I mean, me, I know, I know you know, know how he said that no one bought in. That was the problem. That's why we aren't where because I mean, really, if you look at it, Richard, as he said, Richard was kind of the the starter of that whole spread stuff. Like he kind of started was one of the first ones to start using it kind of threw his own touch into it things like that but no one was bought into it from the fans from the alumni to the not all the players bought into it because it was michigan i guess he said as he said and then you have ohio state who three years later when urban wire comes in 
goes to the same exact offense, it gets thrown in as look at him now. He 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 stated he's like if we would have used it, I mean, who knows where we could have been? We could have been right up there with them. Right, but you know, one of the big differences there is, is that you know Lloyd, Lloyd Carr, um, you know, when he left, um, compared to when, uh, boy, who was there before Moyer? I can't I can't think of it right off the top of my head right now. But there's Trestle. Well, yeah, it would have been Day, but yeah, Trestle then Day. Day was there for a year, but not Day. I'm sorry, Fickle. Fickle, yeah, that's right. Uh, had had Fickle pictured in my head and Day on the tongue, so. The the uh, the cupboards were stocked completely differently for Rich Rod and and for Urban Meyer, but uh, you know Urban never missed a beat. Um, you know he, he he didn't do it from Utah to Florida either. And, and if I remember correctly, uh, you know it took him two or three years to get Utah rolling, and and then you know he's he's never really stopped. Um, but you know one of the things I mentioned earlier. And the first segment was was that I, I worked uh, sideline security for, for the football for 10, 11 seasons, whatever ended up being. And not that I was a super connected guy, I wasn't. But I become buddies uh, with a lot of people that were. And, you know, I, I would get bits and pieces from everybody. And, and one of the things that, that you heard a lot was that uh, the alumni never – ever, ever supported the Rich Rod thing. You know, it goes back to that that Michigan image, um, and they, they just didn't like, uh, you know, to, to quote what they said about Larry, Larry Bird, the, the hick from French Lick. They, they, they just didn't want it. Um, mm-hmm. so, so the support was not there from the get-go. You know, there's a lot of former players that stonewalled them. There's a lot of rumors that, that Lloyd Carr um, went out of his way to – to make things more difficult for him. I don't know if that's true or not, um, but Rich Rod was set up for failure from the beginning and he failed. Um, and then, you know, Brady Hope come in was a hell of a nice guy. I actually had an opportunity to, to talk to Rich Rod a couple times after games. He was a really likable guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, that when the one time I got to meet him when I got to come down after, I think it was the Notre Dame game. Um, one of the Notre Dame games, uh, him and his family were walking out of the locker room and they came and signed autographs and stuff. So, I mean, he definitely seemed like a decent dude then. Yeah. Yeah. He was just an ordinary guy. He didn't, he didn't walk around like he thought he was better than anybody. Um, just seemed like a guy that you'd sit down and have a beer with and, and, and talk and have a good time. Just, you know, seemed, seemed like a really uh, likable fella. Um, and, you know, again, not that I knew him on a personal level by any means, but um, two, three, four times over the course of his tenure there, um, had an opportunity to to sit there and shoot the shit with him for a couple couple minutes. So, um, you know, I don't know. Um, something something's missing in the wheel at Michigan. I, I just don't believe in my heart that it is all coaching. Um, there, there's there's something else there. And you know, once this is up, and it, we'll have it on Facebook as well. Uh, let us know what you think. Yep, for sure. Yeah, you guys all let us know. Um, to answer the question, do you think he finally gets over it this year or no? Um, you know, the it it's uh, August, right? I I always think in August that we're going to get over it. Um, <laughs> you know, ask me, ask me September fifth, and and you know it's it's uh, 
Western Michigan is is better than a lot of people. Um, I, th I think are giving them credit for. There's no mention of them in the top 25, but I really think that's going to be a game. And yeah, not we'll, so we'll, not so we'll much a reflection be. of us, um, but a reflection of them. I was reading an article a couple weeks ago, and like three or four of the top five college, uh, I think it was in the Detroit News College, the three or four of the top five college football players in the state of Michigan. Um, they think are coming from Western Michigan University. So it'll be interesting to see, but the real test, and I know we'll get into Western Michigan later. Um, I got a little bit off topic here, but uh, oh, you're right. the real test is, is going to be week two, uh, Washington's preseason nerd number 20, I believe. Um, yeah, 20, 21. And, and then we'll go from there. But, you know, it always boils down um, to me to two things is one, quarterback consistency we don't we don't need a superstar quarterback we need a quarterback that that we um can count on to not lose games we don't we don't for the most part need them to win games and health how healthy do we stay throughout the year um you know that's that's another thing through really all hulk uh rich rod and and harbaugh's um tenure is is that we've had some We've had some really bad luck injury years, and I know all all teams do, but it seems to me that we've had more than many or most do at times. So, so I know that kind of evaded your question. Do we get over the hump? Um, my my heart says yes. My brain says, "Don't be a dummy." Yeah, don't drink the Kool Aid, as I always, as we always say, don't drink the Kool Aid. Yep. Especially now, like you said, the love-hate relationship, especially over the past 10, 15 years now, has been has been rough. A lot of hype, and I'm I'm gonna say he doesn't just because I, I I'm on that. I try to I'm trying to stay down on that, not drinking the Kool Aid, and uh, and then just I mean Ohio State. I mean with them, I mean they're obviously. They're ahead of us still. I mean, I, I think I think that's why we just don't get over it. It's really just going to come down to them, I think. Well, it is, but here's an interesting dynamic to me: is you know Harbaugh's first couple of years, right? They, we were we were right there, bad spot. I forget what the other one was. Uh, maybe maybe it was. No, it's like an corn, corn to the interception on the yep yep drive. three you know three quarters whatever it was and then go. But it, the gap has definitely seemed to. Um, widen, and yep. that, that's pretty perplexing to me. Um, it seems like that, it's widened a lot. I mean, you lose two games by 30 plus points the past two it seasons. Does. Played. Well, they barely beat us last year, so we got that to hang our head on. No, they didn't beat us last year, so we're good. It's been like <laughs> 600, it's been like 600 days since Ohio State beat us, so I'll take it. Right. So, so you know, we'll see. My gut tells me that we lose, and we're you know, we're going to talk about. Um, right at the very end here, our season prediction. But I, I, you know, I think they lose three games, but they but they beat Ohio State. Wow! All right. Well, we'll definitely we'll go through that game by game once yeah. we get to that point. Yeah, I'll definitely get the. Yeah, I'll definitely get there, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, well, so we'll move on to the next segment. It's uh, what players do you guys like? Players or position groups do you think are going to be the most important this year, and which ones are to watch? So I, I think it's, it's pretty much the same every year. Um, you know, both your lines, your your quarterback, 
and, mm-hmm. and your running back. And then, you know, your secondary is, uh, is up front, but, um, you know, I'm a, it all starts up front to me, your big guys up front. Um, if they do their things then your running back can do their thing. And if the running back can do their thing, then the quarterback and the wide receivers can do their thing. And, you know, it's like our defense has been, um, besides last year, you know, right up there, it's just in its, big, in its biggest moments. Um, we've not been able to come through and, and, you know, you kind of touched on it earlier. Uh, I think Don Brown's failure to adjust to the scheme, um, you know, we just come too predictable for those, for those big teams. And, um, you know, they were able to exploit, take advantage of it. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I think the big one, everybody knows about, right. Donovan Edwards, um, oh, there, there's been a lot of hype. Um, and you know, every year there's a lot of hype about a couple guys coming out of training camp, you know, new guys, transfers, um, whatever it is. And, and they haven't really come through as big as they said, but um, I got a feeling this kid's going to be the truth. And then um, I really oh, hope – stop on him real quick. Uh, I really hope he is because, as we were talking about earlier with running backs, is that we, we haven't had that – we've had a lot of running backs come through that are four or five-star running backs, huge running backs. They're Sunday, and they come out of camp, supposed to be having huge years. And then look at – I mean, you, you said Sam McGuffey. I actually looked him up. He's now American bobsledder. He was with an Olympic team. And, you know, I did um, I did see that at some point. And then you have – yeah, I thought that was funny I read. I just started laughing. It's cool, but I just started laughing and because I'm like, of course, that's that's just Michigan's luck. And then so, you have, so hang on just someone, a second. So so that shows he's a pretty elite athlete, right? Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't jump and have major success from two teams. So So, so what happened? Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's a that's definitely a good way to look at it. But I mean, McGuffey came in what in hoax Richrod era. Yep, Richrod. Richrod, yeah, yeah, he came in then. I mean, and then but you got to also look at. I mean, look at Derek Green. This man yep. was supposed to be. He was a five star running back coming out of high school. Yep. Supposed to be supposed the, the to be world. The Had a decent, decent first freshman freshman year, and then just fell off the table. Um, but going back, you were about to say some other people and before I interrupted you. So, uh, DL, uh, DT, uh, out of Oak Park, Michigan, another Michigan guy. Is that Rayshawn, uh, Benny? Um, yeah, there's been, there's been some talk about him and then, um, kid out of East Lansing, uh, only a three-star, but he's getting some talk too. Andrew Anthony, um, wide receiver. Yep. So those are those are my three players to watch. And if you just want to throw in a dark horse, uh, shoot, I can't believe that I forgot this. But what's the kid at quarterback that they say is pressing, pressing Cade? JJ um, McCarty, our yep. five star. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so you know, maybe injuries, maybe halfway through the season, and nobody wants to see this. I'd I'd like to see a I'd like to see a Michigan quarterback for two years, let alone one. But. Um, <laughs> It'd be nice to see somebody start and finish the season um, for health reasons and, and, you know, for, for their play on the field. Um, But man, there's, there's just too much talk about that kid to ignore. So we'll see. How about you? Hunter? Yeah. yeah, uh, Well, the two position groups I've looked at is definitely what the O-line can do with uh, Ryan Hayes, Chuck Feliga, and then Stuber. 
Um, I mean, they're obviously going to – they're with the returning they're the returning players. Um, those three are going to be huge up front. I mean, it's great we have returning players just to help out some veterans up front. And then the other one is definitely going to be the secondary. Our secondary got shredded last year. It was bad to watch. I mean, you have people – you get some younger guys like Jordan Morant that, and Andre Seldon and Daxton Hill. I mean, Daxton Hill is kind of now of a veteran guy. He's a junior He'll be able – those three are going to be kind of lower. And I think Hill will start. And I honestly think Jordan Morant has a really good shot at starting. But you got to look at our quarterbacks with, like, um, uh, Gray and Green, the two people last season who just had – couldn't guard anybody, it seems. And I, and I – and, I mean, Green definitely got better towards the end of the year, but Gray was just young still. Um, I mean, they both were. We had a young secondary last year. I think that was part of the problem. Um but hopefully this year they can they step it up and because I mean we're gonna need it because we have what happened last year which I don't think will happen I think our defense should I think McDaniel McDonald's gonna get us back to uh, where we need to be on that end um, <coughs> those are um, I think obviously you said the D line with Jeter obviously Hunt, Hutchinson Hutchinson's a huge return um, and then Hinton. Those three up front are going to be huge, and then whoever fills in that fourth spot on the offensive side, yeah. I mean, you have Cade. I think Cade. I think Cade's going to ball out this year. Um, I think he's finally going to be that quarterback that we finally had that we finally need. Just by the way, I mean, before he got hurt last year, I mean, he had like I think a seventy percent completion percentage of the, the two games he played in, which I mean, obviously isn't a lot of time to be out there, but. What what we've seen looked promising in a game time. And then yeah, my surprise absolutely. player. Yeah. Um, my surprise player of the year to me, this is probably gonna shock a lot of people, but is Cornelius Johnson. He's a junior wide receiver. He I think he had I don't know how many receptions he had, but he had about I think three hundred yards receiving last season. Um He's, but he's a big, big-bodied receiver. He's six four, I think six four, six five, kind of like an Eco Collins. Um, I think he has a chance to be like he's my he's my dark horse, like someone who's kind of under the radar now, but is has a chance to be uh, a pretty big star by the time he leads. And I've heard a lot of good things about him coming out of camp. But I mean, uh, losing another big one, we just going off people we lost last year was Giles Jackson. Man, just losing Giles Jackson, the speed. That's that's a pretty big. That was a pretty big loss on the on the at least the wide receiver core to us is because he was our slot receiver, slot guy, kick returns, things like that. He was our speedster. Um, we'll see who fills in for him also. Yep, yep. So so two things real quick, uh, and then I'll let you get back to it if you want. And if not, I got some got some things to add. But Cornelius Johnson, I like that pick. Big strong guy, fast. Dropped a lot of balls last year. Dropped a lot of balls, uh, um, and hopefully he's remedied to that because boy, he's he's a physical specimen, and uh, a lot of fun to watch. Not afraid to go up over the top and and get a ball. And you know the other thing is with Cade is is that we've seemed to have a history when you know we we've we've seen a quarterback come out and look promising, right? And then they get hurt, and they never they they never return to that form that we first saw. So it'll be interesting to see if he can overcome that jinx, if that's what you want to call it, and and come out with guns blazing. 
I think our quarterback future, I hope, is bright. I mean, with JJ coming in in the second spot, um, even even as much as I hated to see it, I mean, Alan Bowman, he's a re- he's a veteran guy, but I don't I don't really want to see him on the field unless it comes down to it, and no, unless he's the next Heisman winner. But I I think we've seen enough. To, in my opinion, we've seen enough of the whole transfer quarterbacks coming in playing. I want to see a progression from someone that's come in from their freshman year all the way up to their junior, senior year, whenever they decide to leave. Yep. Yep. I agree. So, so real quick, here's kind of my projected lineup. Cade gets a start uh, quarterback. Haskins at running back. <laughs> I think uh, Ronnie Bell will be our X. Cornelius will be our Z. And then the slot it's, I'm a butcher's name. I always do, but Sander still. Um, yep. Sanders Yep, but I, I do think that uh, um, that uh, Anthony, that freshman I was talking about earlier, that he's gonna he's gonna come on strong and and uh, make it too hard, Andrew Anthony, uh, for the coaches to ignore him. Um, but uh, Schoonacre, I think, would be a uh, tight end. Hayes will be our left tackle. Keegan uh, will uh, yep. be our left guard. And uh, Zenner, a lot of new names here, right? Be our center. Stuber's going to be on the right side of the guard and a Barnhart on the tackle. Uh, uh, going, if you don't mind me interrupting real quick so you, while we're on the O-line. I mean, I mean, there's not – we actually returned a lot of players that played last year on the O-line. Hayes played. Um, Stuber played. Zenner played. Uh, Feliga, he played. Yeah. Those people, are, I mean, all four of those, I mean uh, – I think I think they'll definitely uh, help us. It's going to help us coming up and well, a little history. bit of experience, right? But if you go in totality of line, I don't, there's just not a lot of starts there. Yeah, um, no, yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, there, there's some here and there. Everybody's got a little bit of experience, but I almost think that that might be work to our benefit after we get the bugs work out and <laughs> hopefully they come out of camp with uh, good cohesion. I haven't heard of any injuries yet, um, so you know. Um, you know, this this is the best time of the year. Our hopes haven't been dashed yet. So, <laughs> so, so we'll see. You know, on the defensive side, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of his first name right now. No tackle. I think it's going to be Smith. Uh, Donovan Jeter is going to be on, you know, at, at DT. Um, hitting on the N. Uh, our edge is going to be our boy Aiden. Um, Barrett's going to be the Mike Backer. Uh, Ross will be the Will. It's um, gonna be a- what's that? Never mind. Never mind. It's not a Don Brown defense. Never mind. Harold's Sam's. <laughs> you know, Hawkins, Hawkins will be our strong safety. Uh, Dax Dax will be our uh free safety. Um oh, I forgot Green and Gray gonna be at the right? at the cornerback and and our, our nickel will be Turner, I think. So so uh you know we'll see we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see the new scheme. Um, you know, Don, Don Brown always had those guys playing hard and fast and you know, in my opinion, he was a master motivator. But, you know, as you said earlier, he's just too stubborn to adapt. And and when you got to the, to the elite, elite talent, um, they just ate him up. And, you know, Jake, Jake Moody's going to be our, get our kicker. And uh, Brad Robbins will be the punter. So um, that's kind of my, my predictions of where we'll be at um, a week from this Saturday. Yeah, no, I completely agree with pretty much all those. Um Who'd you say your running back is going to be? Uh, Haskins. 
Okay, I think I think Haskins. I definitely think he'll start, but I think it's going to be a like a pretty even. Depending on what, I think it's going to be a pretty even carry between him and Quorum. Blake Quorum, man, I sent you a picture of that man in the gym. Yeah, he yeah, looks like I, a I, grown I like Blake too, man. And, and you know, as that we talked about earlier, Donovan Edwards is pushing, so he's going to get his shot too. So, so I we'll think, see. Yeah, I think, but, you know, Haskins has been pretty solid. Um, yeah. I, Oh, for sure. I mean, he's been a great back the past two years. I mean, coming, we throw him all over the place, it seems like, because we had him at running back, threw him back at linebacker, threw him back in running back, and now he's he's been at running back now for a while now. But I, like I said, I definitely think I definitely think it'll go Haskins starting, um, then Corum, and then it's probably going to go uh, Edwards. Edwards will probably get the third third mile snaps unless he just completely blows up, which please let that happen. But uh, – I think Blake Corum. Blake Corum is probably my favorite to be like the main back by the end of the week, by the end of the season, though. Yeah, um, he shows some really good flashes last year. Um, I haven't really seen uh, just because I mean they are like like we talked about Harbaugh's not showing flashes and stuff. Camp's been pretty closed off. You haven't really seen or heard too much. I mean, even when they did their spring game, um, you got like a, a fifty second video that was just highlights of it, and it wasn't even like the full thing. So I mean that's you don't really know what we're gonna get this year, and I, I kind of I like it, but I don't like it because well you know from from a selfish standpoint we're not we're not getting very much to munch on right we're not getting any snacks to 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 fill that appetite for Michigan football but you know one of the things and um, I I agree a hundred percent with what he did but he got a lot of criticism for it you know when Jim Harbaugh first come here he was out climbing trees and shouting from the mountaintops and bringing attention to Michigan and trying to get Michigan. Uh, back relevant in the national media and more importantly in recruiting, right? So I really feel like, you know, his first two, three, maybe even four years, he his focus was so much on that and not on coaching. Um, and, and I think this year he's he's going back, getting back to his values and got his nose to the grindstone a little bit and is a little more hands on on the coaching. And hopefully we'll uh, we'll see the results of that. Yeah, no, for sure. You have anything else to say on that one, or? Nope, I'm good. That segment there. Or? All right, so now we'll finally move on. Hopefully, everything works out. We're gonna go on to this WMU game. Uh, hopefully, everything works out for us, and we'll both be there. I can't wait. We'll, uh, but um, I'll go over one thing. I mean, the the point spread. We'll start with this. The point spread seventeen and a half. You think that's uh too low, too high? I th- I think that's high. I don't I don't think I don't think we're gonna cover. I, th- I you know I think we're gonna come out and give it everything we got in the first half, and either that's gonna be good enough, and and we're gonna be out enough that that we're gonna see a lot of guys get a lot of playing time, or I wouldn't be surprised if it's a dogfight just because of the new schemes, uh, you know, a lot of new players uh, at key positions, um, but I th- I think it's a I think it's a ten point game. Yeah, I think I'm going to go the opposite on you on that. I think it's definitely a good cover. I think we'll cover it. I think we'll win by like 20, 25, somewhere in between there. But I think it'll be a close game until the end. I don't think it's going to be the blowout that we used to see him to play Western Michigan. My reasoning be is because of their quarterback, Caleb Ellaby. Last season through, I think they played eight games. I think they played the same six to, six or eight games. I can't remember exactly. But he threw for 1,000, about almost 2,000 yards, 1,715 yards, which was ranked 59th nationally. 
He threw 18 touchdowns, which is 26 nationally, and threw two interceptions. 18 to two interception to pat, touchdown to interception ratio, which that two interceptions is six nationally, okay? He threw over 250 yards every game, except one, and that was 210. And he had two 300-yard passing games. One was a 384-yard. They Now, they did lose Dwayne uh, Eskridge, their leading receiver last year. He went pro. I think he's playing for Seattle now. Yep. I think that, that'll be a big say is they can find someone to step in and fill his role. Another thing coming in is you got a running back that they're starting running back that's going to want to come in and show his beat because there's old Ladarius Jefferson. I don't know if you recognize that name at all. When he used to play up there, he was that uh, that old hole up north, old East Lansing. And, yep, and yep. last year, he didn't, he didn't have a bad year. He ran 1624 and 112 carries and averaged 5.6 yards a carry. I mean, they're just playing an all-MAC schedule. It is the MAC. But the MAC isn't – I mean, MAC is – it's it's not what it used to be. It's definitely more competitive, I think, now than it ever has been, especially with teams like Western. And I think Western is definitely like a higher team in that division um, just because – especially because of uh, – what's his name? What's that coach Coach of Minnesota now? P.J. Fleck. Mm-hmm. I think he definitely turned that program around just in the short amount of time he was there, obviously. But Absolutely. I think they were, he turned them around and brought a lot of credibility to the conference as well. Yeah, and I think because they I think they went six and two last year. So like I said, I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be a blowout right away, but I think towards the end, the the size and the speed difference will kind of wear out. And I think we'll pull away. I think we'll be up 10 all game, 10, 13, 10, 10, 14 points, and then we'll kind of go up by the 20 to 28 points there towards the end of the game. And, you know, that's that's always been Michigan's thing, right? And that's what the elite teams do now is, is that, you know, you can stick with them for a half, then they wear you down. Their speed, their talent, they're rotating five, six, seven guys while you're rotating two. Yep. And, and you wear them out. So, so you could be right. I just think with – you know, uh, Gaddis is, is. I think he's gonna he's gonna try some things. You know, I think they're gonna try to get a lot of people, a bunch of playing time, um, a lot of new, a lot of new players on the defensive side of the ball, um, and and you know, totally new defensive schemes. So so it, there's gonna be an adjustment period, and and I think that um, it's gonna be closer than what we would like. But I hope we win by fifty. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, I think it's all going to come down if they can – like to me, I think it's really going to be as if Caleb Ellaby can get another receiver like Dwayne Askins or Eskins, Eskridge. Uh, he's – I mean, he was his main guy last year. So, obviously, I mean, the dude was – I think he went – I think I think he went high too this year. I think he went first or second round, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong on that, but um, Seattle's really high on him. I know that. Um yeah, he was drafted in the second round. So, I mean, he was obviously a heck of a receiver. And I think I think it's going to come down – LB, I mean, I was looking at his age. He's not really a mobile quarterback. At least he didn't show it last year by, like, his rushing yards. So, we'll see if we can contain the running game and maybe just force him to throw the ball or the opposite, which I would rather see it be the other one because our, our run defense really has never been a problem. No, no, it hasn't been. You know, defensively, our secondary – 
our secondary is, is, has been the sore spot. And, you know, that's, that's probably the biggest question on the defensive side of the ball anyways, this year. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. All right, before we get off on this, what do you think the final score is going to be of that game? Let's get score I think the final score is going to be 31-24, Michigan. 31-24? Yeah, that's close. I picked 35-21, but because I think we'll – I think, it'll, like I said, that we'll pull away at the end there. I don't think we'll have to kick any field goals because, I mean, Moody, as we all know, field goals in Michigan are uh, – Yep. It's been rough in the past few years, so we can score touchdowns. Let's score touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. I think we we kick a field goal in the first half. Yep, I can see that. <clears throat> All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, um, our predictions for for the year. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Western Michigan, that's a win. Um, I think we lose to Washington. Um, win at Northern Michigan. We're gonna beat Rutgers. Uh, I think we're going to lose to Wisconsin. We'll beat Nebraska. We'll beat Northwestern. We'll beat Sparty. I think we're going to um, lose to Indiana. And then we're going to win out, beat Penn State, beat Maryland, and beat Ohio State. Yeah, I strongly disagree with some of those. But... Well, I knew you would. But... <laughs> like strongly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I see – I can see like like – the games, especially the Indiana game, that's the one that I'm completely against. I think last year, I think they're going to be good still, obviously. I mean, but I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. Preseason um, me, 17, we'll see. Preseason doesn't mean anything, right? But um, no, no. Uh, they're, getting mentions, they're getting mentions for something. And for whatever reason, them fuckers play us tough. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they well, always play us tough. Yep. I mean, last year they, when they beat us, it was the first time in, what, 23 years? I believe it was more than that. But, it, yeah, it was a long time, whatever it was. Yeah, no. So, I mean, let's see it. So, for me, I got – obviously, I got Western as a win. I got Washington as a win. Northern Illinois, Rutgers win. I go – I see us going into Camp Randall. And, I mean, we – usually with Wisconsin, it's always – Home and home and home, we get the win. We get the win. I mean, it's just a home field advantage thing usually for us. So I think we lose that game, and I think we honestly from there and out. I say personally, I think we went out up until Ohio State, and I think we lose to Ohio State. And so then you got us we, at ten and two. I got us at ten and two, and then ten and three total losing in a bowl game again. It's just I think we I think we stay on the same same path we've been on this year. I hate to say it, and hopefully it changes, but. So I think we win our bowl game. So so we got we got the same overall record counting the bowl season, um, but we'll uh, you know we'll see. You know our, our our wins and losses are are pretty are pretty uh, drastically different, but uh, that that's what makes it fun. We get to watch the games here in another another uh, whatever it is nine ten days, and um, we get to get after it. Yeah, no, so I'm definitely excited. Um, hopefully we can get back in the big house this year and get to a few games and no matter when it is, uh, see how the season goes and see if hopefully when that third, that Saturday after Thanksgiving comes around and it's about 3.30 in the afternoon, we're happy. Um, Absolutely. 
And I mean, that's, that's something we haven't been 10 years since we've been happy after that on that Saturday at three 30 in the afternoon, but hopefully this year can get over that hump. And I, uh, and going on that, I don't think they're going to be undefeated coming into that game. I don't think so either. And that's, that's why I think uh, I just, uh, I have absolutely nothing to base this out off of, but I think they're going to run into a lot of injury problems this year. And I just, I just think they're going to have an off year for them. I mean, not a, not a four or five loss season by any means, but a two or three. And I just, and that let's be honest for them. That's a, that's a shitty year at this point. Um, you know, the way they've been running for the last 15, 15 years. So, um, I, I see a three loss year and I think, I think we're one of them. Yeah. And I, I think, I think they lose. So uh, on theirs, I think they lose to Oregon in week two and we the day we play Washington. I think they lose to Oregon. Um, I think it's going to be a new, new quarterback. I mean, CJ Stroud, I mean, he's obviously if he's getting the start, he's, I mean, they've been producing great college quarterbacks as for a while now. Um, but I mean, they're, and then I think someone will pull an upset later that season. Like you said, I think he'll, whether it's us or, but I think they'll have a two, two loss season on their schedule, two or three loss yeah. seasons. Same. Yeah. And you know, their, their quarterbacks are like our running backs. They've had great, great, great college quarterbacks, but they have, they haven't yeah. uh, translated to NFL success. Justin Fields looks exciting, but, uh, We'll see his, face, his, his face didn't look too exciting. We took that hit the other night. No, he took a big one, man. <laughs> he didn't look like he wanted to play anymore after that one. No, the, that game really sped up on him, as he liked to say. Slow, yep. But. yep. Get a little ants in your pants. Yep. But, uh, all right, I think we're going to go ahead and close this episode out. It's our first episode. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Um, follow us on Facebook at Tall and Taller, a.k.a. TNT. We'll have, I'm going to go ahead and get a Twitter page going up for us. Uh, when I get that out, make sure to put that out on our Facebook page. And uh, this, this episode should be out probably in the next few days out on Spotify. We will go ahead and post that when it's out. Um, ben, you have anything to say before we go off? Hey, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, any Anything that you'd like to hear more of, less of, things you want to talk about, uh, don't be shy. Let us know if you, uh, if you got any complaints. Give them to Taller. Um, you know, Taller's all he's got. If you got compliments, give them to me. I'm the I'm the smarter and better looking one, and and I'll I'll take them <laughs> and, and we'll roll with it. So we appreciate you listening. Please share uh, again. Tell us what you liked and what you didn't like. Um, we know this. The first couple episodes are going to be a little bit rough, um, but uh, I had a lot of fun today, and I know Hunter did too. And uh, we'll uh, yep. we'll get some. Uh, refining done and and get the edges the the rough edges worked out and uh, get her polished up and go blue, go blue. And as uh, as he said, like I said, uh, one last thing is your guys's feedback is gonna be what fuels us to keep going. So your guys's feedback is gonna make us better. So don't like he said, I don't care. I'll take the hate. You can send it all to me. I I'm used to taking the hate. So, <laughs> but uh, alrighty. Well, go as I said, as always, go blue and uh, everyone have a great day and